Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about Daily Daf Differently, please visit jcastnetwork.org slash ddd. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Welcome to Daily Daft Differently. My name is Rabbi Abby Soslin. Today we are studying Masachet Beitza Daf Yud Tet, page 19. Our Masachet has established that one is permitted to perform a milacha, a biblical category of work, on Yom Tov if the goal is to create Ochel Nefesh. Ochel Nefesh, biblically, is food for the body. We need to be careful because nefesh in the Bible simply means a person, not a soul. So ochel nefesh is food for a person. If a person is making food for himself, it is permissible to do many acts which would otherwise be forbidden. The rule applies today and it is quite far-reaching. It is actually permissible as we know to cook an entire pot of food even if one is only going to eat a part of it. So then what would be the ruling for bringing a sacrifice to the altar on Yom Tov? Would it be permitted to cook a sacrifice on Yom Tov if part of the sacrifice will be eaten by the person bringing it? Is that similar to making a pot of food to eat only a part of it? Our Mishnah on Daf 19 deals with this question. There is a machloka between Beit Shammai and Beit Hillel. According to Beit Shammai, one may bring shlamim, the kinds of sacrifices that are partially eaten by the person bringing them, but not olot, the kinds of sacrifices that are completely burnt on the altar. We bring shlamim, we do not lean on them with all of our weight, that is an important piece of the shlamim, but that would be done before the holiday, and according to Beit Shammai, we also do not bring olot. Beit Hillel disagrees. Mevi'in shlamin ve'olot. We bring both shlamin and olot ve'somchin alehan. And according to Beit Hillel, we do lean on them. At first glance, this doesn't seem so clear. Of course, you should be able to bring a korban shlamim because in essence, it is ochel nefesh. It is like creating food since the shlamim are meant to be eaten by the person bringing them. So the Gemara needs to clarify this machloket. Why does Beit Hillel allow olot, which are completely burnt on the altar, none of which could be considered ochel nefesh for the person bringing it. Ula, a 4th century Amora, suggests that both Beit Shammai and Beit Hillel agree that the Shalmei Chagiga can be brought on Yom Tov, but they disagree about the leaning and about olat re'aya. Both of these types of sacrifices, the Shalmei Chagiga and the olat re'aya, are obligatory sacrifices that must be brought to the temple on the Chag. Shalmecha Giga are the obligatory sacrifices that would require a family to celebrate in Jerusalem. You have to bring a sacrifice, and then you then you eat a good part of it and share it with your family. Olat Re'aya, on the other hand, is a sacrifice that has to be completely burnt on the altar three times a year on each pilgrimage festival. As Ula understands it, the machloket revolves around the reading of the verse from Leviticus. You shall celebrate a chag for God. 
Olat ra'ayalo. Beit Shammai understand this to mean that the Chagiga sacrifice, that is, the Shlamim, yes, in is actually yes in Aramaic, even though some people might read it as ain, it's an Aramaic word which means yes, Chagiga, in Olat ra'ayalo. The Chagiga sacrifice, yes, the Olat sacrifice, no. Uveit Hillel Savre, La Donai. The verse says you should celebrate the holiday for God. Beit Hillel understands La Donai to mean Kol La Donai. Anything that is for God may be brought on the Chag. But both Beit Hillel and Beit Shammai agree that Nedarim Unitavot Direha Kol. In craving biyamto, they all agree that voluntary offerings, vows that you bring of your own accord, cannot be brought on Yom Tov. Now, Ula's approach is not necessarily the way to understand the machloket. The Gemara brings a number of different possibilities throughout the daf on how to understand Beit Shammai and Beit Hillel's machloket. But, but Ula's choice of the verse which he believes to be at the core of the Machloket, is instructive. Think about this verse, oto chag ladonai. For Beit Shammai, the essence is v'chagotem, you should celebrate. It makes sense that one could bring shlamim. Shlamim are shared with family and friends, and they are the Torah's way of enforcing celebration on the holiday. We have to go to the Beit Mikdash on the Chag and bring a sacrifice that we will all enjoy. But Beit Hillel understands the Olat Re'aya as essential as well. As Rashi explains, Beit Hillel bases his argument on another verse, Velo yera'u et adonai re'kam. You may not approach God on the festival empty-handed. You must bring an Olat Re'aya. Beit Hillel assumes that v'chagotem Oto Chag Ladonai includes the part that must go to God. The only part that neither Beit Hillel nor Beit Shammai allow on the holiday are Nidarim Nidavot, the vows and voluntary offerings. Those are about the giver's desire. These are not commanded sacrifices, and therefore neither Beit Hillel nor Beit Shammai permits them as a vile in violation of the Yantif prohibitions. According to Beit Hillel, both the Peace that goes to God and the peace that is shared with family and friends are essential parts of the holiday, our celebration and the part we give to God. For him, it's almost as if the olat re'ayah, the part that is only for God, is our part, is a part of our ochel, nefesh itself, for the holiday, the chagotem, chag, ladonai. It's almost as if Beit Hillel has moved from the understanding of nefesh in the biblical term that ochel nefesh simply refers to the food that one needs to sustain life, to a more modern understanding of nefesh, and this is my own play on Hillel's understanding that ochel nefesh is food for the soul. We have to give to God on the holiday in the same way that we give to our families and friends. Of course, as the tradition, rabbinic tradition does, I find myself partial to Beit Hillel's reading. Both the Shlamim and the Ola are part of the holiday celebration. Chag is about both celebration with family and with friends and the desire to connect to God. Celebrate the holiday for God. chag la donai. That's what the verse says. I like to imagine bringing 
an animal, which is, of course, a big financial sacrifice to the temple to share with family and friends, and then another one, which would be completely burnt on the altar. Talk about a big expenditure for the holiday. The theology of the verse, as seen through Beit Hillel's understanding, suggests that God desires us to spend our resources on both, on our relationship with God and on our relationship with others. As we learn this death, we're in the middle of Chol HaMoed Pesach, and isn't this a good reminder for us? All those festive meals, the expenditures that we put out for the holiday, they are certainly part of the celebratory nature of the holiday, and they bring us back to those korbanot shlamim, those sacrifices that we would bring in the temple days and we would share with family and friends. But at least according to Beit Hillel, the time we spend connecting with God is just as much ochel nefesh. It too is food for the body and the soul. And it is an essential part of experiencing the holiday. Wishing you a moedim l'simcha and see you tomorrow. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the opening and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epichorus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.